Hello and welcome back to another episode of a Cozy Christmas Podcast. My name is Art and I'm your host and welcome to episode 92. It is the week of Thanksgiving. I'm looking forward to this Thursday to taking some time off to spend with family. Uh, My oldest son will be back from college for a few days and so we'll, we'll all be together again. I'm really happy about that and I'm very, very grateful for it. Things have been a little insane of late and it'll be nice to settle down with the family and just enjoy some time together. Well, you might have noticed I introduced this episode as number 92. To the best of my accounting ability, that is correct. Uh, So that means I will probably hit 100 episodes, well, by December for sure. I've, I've got to plan something fun for that, I think. If you have any Christmas wishes you want to um, share or any Christmas memories, I would love to hear from you. You can record a voice memo, send it my way, cozychristmaspodcast at gmail.com or uh, a favorite Christmas memory or anything like that that I can share on our 100th anniversary or our 100th episode. I think that would be a lot of fun to really go all out for that episode. I might even do a Q&A session to celebrate. So if you have any any questions I can answer, send them my way again at cozychristmaspodcast at gmail.com. And I'd I'd be happy to answer um, your questions. So what are your plans for Thanksgiving? I will have an episode out on Thanksgiving Day, which is really just a couple days away from this time this drops and of course you can uh, listen to it anytime over Thanksgiving weekend. I've got a story I'll be reading you from uh, Louisa May Alcott about a Christmas turkey not a Thanksgiving turkey but a Christmas one. I know you'll enjoy the story I'll have a few other um, announcements and things uh, to to make you aware of uh, of what to expect this coming Christmas season. Um, I've also got some new blog posts up at the thevillagecollector.com. You can head over there. Um, So this month in November, I will have written about uh, my grandpa at Christmas time dressing up like Santa, as well as uh, some other Thanksgiving and Christmas decorating. Um, One should be out today or around Thanksgiving time. And then the other one will come at the end of uh, November. Well, I heard from a listener, uh, Dan, who was the one who wrote our story a couple weeks ago. And he wondered if I had covered a topic on the elf on the shelf, which I haven't mostly because we've never done elf on the shelf and it hasn't really been a part of our, how we celebrate Christmas. We have done something similar though. I said I would talk about and we call him flaky, the naughty snowman. Now, I don't know if I've talked about Flaky before, but he came around, oh, 10, 12 years ago now, maybe even a little bit longer. This was right around or before the time the Elf on the Shelf really became popular. We were uh, trendsetters, I suppose. It was like a stuffed ornament of a snowman and he had legs and arms, you know, and just kind of dangled. And one 
particular year when we first started doing flaky our, our boys were real young i'm not sure gracie was even born yet and we were we were just we didn't have much and when you have young kids you know they, they it's really i think important to make christmas special but to also show them that well to sound like the grinch christmas doesn't come from the store so we thought this would make a fun tradition flaky arrived with the christmas tree and he was there to help the kids celebrate christmas and so every morning or just about every morning the the boys would come down and flaky would be doing something naughty you know like he got into the christmas cookies or he got into some christmas goodies or opened a present you know things like that <laughs> one year he spelled the word poop out of glitter on the kitchen table and that um <laughs> uh, as boy you know uh young boys think the word poop is hilariously funny uh just simple things like that and we we didn't say you know that flaky would you know report back to santa on whether or not they were naughty or nice that sort of thing he was just sent by santa to add to our our christmas fun and it sure did and then a, a year came when they were um i think mom and dad were try or we were kind of tired of trying to um find all the things that flaky could get involved with and it just it was evident that flaky had run his course and the kids had kind of outgrown it. Although, you know, I, I still miss being able to, to do Flaky and, and to have him here. But uh, it certainly was a way to add a lot of fun to our our Christmas celebrations. And really, it was uh, an easy way and, and a free way uh, to make Christmas special. And I know probably a lot of us this year are really feeling the crunch. Um things are more expensive uh, just everything's more expensive from gas to to toys i mean even the the dollar store has raised their prices to a dollar 25 and you know it's just something we all feel you know i want to encourage you that as cliche as it sounds to remember that christmas indeed does not come from the store that if you look and think about it, there are many things that you can do that are absolutely free that require very little planning, very little must or fuss, and can really create some lifelong memories. I might have shared this on the podcast before. I, I, I'm forgetting which stories I've told and which ones I haven't. One of the years that we were f really feeling the the tightness in the old wallet. A, a local mega mall place uh, near us in the Des Moines area was having a big Christmas tree lighting ceremony. And we went to that. Gracie was very, very little at the time. Our boys were young. So we bundled up in the cold and went. And a group called The Blenders was having a free concert at the opening of the Jordan Creek Mall in, in uh, Des Moines. They were one of our favorite Christmas bands. Uh, they're they're a band, uh, like kind of like a boys band, uh, um, based out of South Dakota, I believe. Uh, we got to go to one of their concerts one year, and they 
sing some great Christmas songs. I'll I'll try and link some in the show notes and as well as on our Facebook page. I really really love their music. Uh, anyway, so they were f- doing a free half hour concert before the opening of the mall and and the lighting. I think it was kicking off like Black Friday weekend or something. It was Thanksgiving evening, so we went. So many people, but we got to see the blender sing and we were just kind of dancing around. And then uh, people from the radio station were making the switch to Christmas and Santa was there and he used Christmas magic to light the, the Christmas tree at the Jordan Creek Mall. And it was so neat because he had a magic wand and, you know, they counted down three, two, one, and he, he hit the switch and this firework went shooting out across this little pond area they had. And then like this, you know, this ball of sparks went towards the tree. And from our perspective, it looked like when it hit the tree, the Christmas lights all came on. It was quite the show. And we've got a video of that night and, and they started playing fireworks or they started shooting off fireworks while playing Christmas music. And we have a, a video from that night that is just precious because, uh, I, you know, it captures the wonder in my boys' eyes of seeing Santa and the Christmas lights and, and all the spectacle. And yeah, it was just such a precious, precious moment that uh, is one of my favorite Christmas memories. And uh, they were, the radio station was giving away free hot chocolate and cookies, I believe. And we just had a fun time. And you know what? It cost us zero dollars. We didn't even go into the mall to go shopping, which I know they were hoping you would, you would go, you would do, but we had no money, so we couldn't do it. But we just had to make Christmas special. And there have been years where we've had plenty and there's been years we've had a little bit. But I think what's important is to hold on to the fact that we had each other and we were together and it was better than any Christmas I could imagine. Uh, unless this Christmas, my wife is going to surprise me with an all-expense-paid trip to England so that I could spend Christmas in England. That would be fun. <laughs> that doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. But here we are, the week of Thanksgiving. I'm looking forward to all the Christmas fun and traditions that we're going to have coming. There's a few events I'm hoping to get to this year that I haven't gone to before. Some Stay tuned. Some might be in video form, and let me use this as a way to plug the YouTube channel. We just hit 100 subscribers over on YouTube, so thank you for that. That's really neat to think that, to find that many of you, and I know there's more out there, so uh, why don't you, you could head over there. You could just look up Cozy Christmas Podcast on YouTube, and I'll, I'll, uh, my channel will pop up there. Also, um, again, you can check the show notes. Uh, The link to the YouTube channel is there as well as on all social media. All right. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Jessica Thompson, and uh, she writes the Caterer's Guide to Murder series. The second book in the series takes place at Christmas time, and I am going to be reading that here real soon. We talk about her book. We're going to also talk about Christmas treats and lots of other fun Christmas conversations. So I hope you enjoy my cozy Christmas chat with cozy mystery writer, Jessica Thompson. 
Uh, today I have a very special guest with us. Her name is Jessica Thompson, and she is a cozy mystery writer. And uh, today we're here to talk about her. You've written a Christmas edition or, or uh, entry now, uh, The Caterer's Guide to Holidays and Homicide. Uh, so this combines two of the things I love, uh, a mystery and food, which just pretty much sums up, I think, all you need to know for, uh, about the book going in. <laughs> so welcome, Jessica. Yeah, thanks for having me, Art. And yeah, I'm I'm pretty proud of this book. It came out last winter, but mm-hmm. I still really like it. <laughs> what this book is about, it says, uh, while acting as personal chef for a friend's mountain retreat, Violet and her husband Jake must set aside their stress over infertility and create a magical and delicious holiday until tragedy crashes the party. Uh, and that's just a little snippet of what the book is about. So since we have the author herself here, what can you expand on that? What's what's changed in their life since book one? And where do we find them in book two? Uh, well, this is pretty much right after book one. So mm-hmm. in book one, I guess, spoiler alert, they decide to try to have kids. So then in in this book, in book two, they've been trying for a little while. It hasn't been working out yet. And... Mm-hmm. My husband and I struggled with infertility a bit. So I can tell you there's like every month there's that like, are we or aren't we? So Mm -hmm. they're kind of in that week where it's like, are we or aren't we? And meanwhile, they're being personal chefs to. So the bride from the first book, it's her mom has a as a retreat, like pre Christmas. So like the week before Christmas up in the mountains Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are saying their favorite part about the book is that I use the snowed in trope. So mm. they're, they get snowed in. Ah! <laughs> and then there's a murder. <laughs> yeah. Really bad timing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, well, I was going to say, or good timing, I guess, depending on what your perspective is, but yeah. I don't think a murderer wants to get <laughs> snowed in either. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good timing for me and for the investigation. Right. I love, I love that trope though, that, um, because you know somebody here is not who they say they are, and and that whole uh, exploration and, and it just builds on the paranoia, you know that, um, yeah. you know the person you think maybe was is your friend turns out to be your enemy or or whatever, you know however that plays out. It's it's great. I love it. Thanks. Uh, I really enjoyed the first one. Thanks. One of the things I, I thought was that I think gave it some depth to it. Um, because we tend to think of cozy mysteries as kind of light and fluffy, which you know they are. Uh, but, but, uh, and that's not a bad thing. I, I enjoy light and fluffy sometimes. So, uh, but what I, what I enjoyed was their relationship. They had some real struggles with, you know, not that they had a bad marriage. They just had some very serious things they were dealing with. Yeah. Uh, And one of the issues was around whether or not to have children. And I know that was something Violet was kind of not sure about in, in book one. Yeah something they really should have talked about before they got married, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that really helped add to the, um, to the depth of it. Uh, and then to see that here's the next stage that they're going through now. I, I'm really intrigued to see how that story will play out. I feel like it makes it real because every stage of every couple has unique struggles. No one's relationship is perfect. You know, they have their ups and downs and uh, all that. Yeah. So. I had interviewed you on my book podcast before. And so for those who maybe haven't uh, listened to that episode, uh, well, first of all, you know, go and listen to it. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's great. But, uh, 
No, but uh, tell us a little bit about your series and, and about the main characters. Uh, who can we find uh, in this book? As we said, the main character is Violet, and she's a caterer, but kind of a she has a budding catering business in Austin, so where I live. <laughs> and um, anyway, so she is in the first book. She's newly married to Jake, and he used to be a an army investigator my husband also used to be in the army so, so there's lots of little write what you knows mm-hmm. <laughs> so he he isn't an investigator anymore but he is able to help a little bit and he also likes food so he can help with the catering and help with the investigating and i just really like their relationship so they they were able to work through struggles together but we're also able to bring in other characters like the first book has Jake's friend Don, who is in the Austin police, but the second book, he's not there because they're being caterers on location in another state. So Don's not there. We meet different investigators. What was my point? Oh, yeah. And she, in the first book, she becomes friends with the bride. And I'm going to use that character in other stories. Actually, a, a Halloween anthology just came out where she went to a party with Laurel. It was the bride in the first one. Mm-hmm. So they're friends and they went to a party and oh, someone clapped, you know, but it's a short story. So we wrap sure. it up real quick. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so lots of characters can kind of come and go, but yeah, Jake's a, a solid, solid character, kind of a sidekick, but not quite. He's, mm. he's more than a sidekick. Anyway. So yeah, that's how I'm able to mention a lot of food. So the the books have like 15 or so recipes each. And I put them after the chapters that have the food mentioned in it. So like in the beginning of this Christmas one, they show up to the cabin where they're going to be cooking for the week. Mm-hmm. And the lady who was opening it, basically the, the lady in the group that kind of you know how every group has that one lady that really facilitates things and gets the ball rolling. Anyway, so she was there opening the cabin, turning on the water heater, starting up the heater. Anyway, so she had some Mexican hot chocolate going. So we mention it. And then at the end of that chapter, there's a recipe for it. Now, I don't know if I've heard of Mexican hot chocolate. What is what is that? That sounds good. It's, yeah, it's really good. So it is chocolatier than just regular old mm. Swiss packets. So there's more chocolate, but then there's also cinnamon and just a teensy bit of cayenne pepper. So it's exciting. Yeah. Now that's, <laughs> that's a, that's a mixture. I'm not sure I would have thought of, but yeah, um, I mean, it sounds good though. Yeah. 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 It, it tastes better than it sounds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's one of the things I love about cozy mysteries too, is that sometimes they'll add recipes and, and things yeah. that, that always, uh, I love being able to expand past the story, you know, in, in ways like that. It's, it's always kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So Christmas is a setting in this book. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of in a, um, lo- uh, different location. Uh, and then they get snowed in and then the body turns up and, you know, you have all your elements, all your ingredients, if you will, for a, a perfect Christmas cozy. sounds like. <laughs> yeah. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, if no. I do say so myself. Oh well, yeah, I may, maybe a little biased, right? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this book is garbage. Don't read it. No. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I do really... even think it's better than the first book. Oh, good. Yeah, that's that's great. Hopefully, I'm getting better as a writer every time. But yeah, I mean, that would be a good goal. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I, I I I often find series get better as they progress. So uh, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. the author getting more comfortable with the characters or um you know if i'm personally getting more comfortable with them you know and know oh, how yeah. they act and everything that's why i always say you have to read in order you know that's well that's one oh, of the reasons right. i'm reading one right now <clears throat> that i'm doing a review for and it's book five in the series and i just didn't have time to read the first four and i'm, I'm like oh I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna read it but then i'm gonna go back and i'll read the series probably next year I'll, I'll work my way through it, but it, it, yeah. it's, it's good. It's just, it's, I don't know, part of me that says, no, we got to start with book one, go to book two, then three. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of like you, you pick a favorite band and then you go back to listen to their first CD and you're like, oh yeah, you're different. Yeah, definitely. So writing a, uh, a Christmas book, does Christmas itself play heavily into the theme or is it more just a background say it's more of a setting i mean it influences the recipes a bit Mm -hmm. because there's there's more chocolate (laughs) but uh (laughs) mostly it's setting so it's snowy and it plays into murder methods and all all the all the good stuff it's an ingredient in mode of death Mm, okay (laughs) (laughs) now now i'm really curious yeah (laughs) No, yeah, no spoilers, <laughs> please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but this whole snowed in thing was a major plot device that I used. So I guess sure. it's partially plot, but mostly setting. Yeah, well, um, yeah, it's, it's it's fun to see how some are almost integral to the you know to the Christmas mystery, uh, and then others are the setting, and, and each one has its own strength. I think. Just based on what I know from the first one, this would be a great book to read this time of year and, and really get you into the um, holiday spirit, I'm sure. Uh, whether you want to kill the guy in front of you in line or what, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, don't read it if you're really stressed out, I guess. Yeah, yeah maybe not. No, um, but that's something I love about cozies. They're not yeah, real. Yeah, they're very, you know, just the whole relaxed atmosphere. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think... I read them throughout the year, but most of, I love this time of year to read them most just to curl up with one or once you get the Christmas lights up and everything, it's just, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Me too. Writing this, um, I probably you wrote it not during December. Um, you know, did, were you able yeah. to channel Christmas spirit throughout the year or is that? Yeah, that was part of the best part. Oh yeah. Good. So my husband's one of those people that's like, you can't play. Christmas carols until <laughs> he mm-hmm. says December 1st. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As soon as Thanksgiving's over, that's the best I can offer. Yep. And then my kids are like, November 1st. And anyway, <laughs> I was able to put on my headphones and listen to Christmas songs all year long. <laughs> there you are. I typically really start listening about November 1st. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and but I I use my headphones, so no, I don't bother those who don't want it. I'm not saying yeah. I'm married to the Grinch, but yeah, me neither. But <laughs> it, it's no, I, I tease her. I said, yeah, you're just one of those normal people, you know. That <laughs> <laughs> thinks yeah. that Christmas is only in one month. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, she says she uh, she tempers me so that you know I don't do Christmas twelve months out of the year, and yeah, know, so there, there's some healthy balance there. So <laughs> yeah, us too, healthy balance. Yeah. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. Now I want to uh, ask: Do you have what are some of your uh, favorite uh, Christmas songs to listen to? Mm, I made a Pandora playlist, so I was because I was writing. If I'm hearing mm-hmm. words that really bleh, messes with me. Mm-hmm. So I was doing Christmassy instrumental classical. So I whittled it down to, I think there were some foreign language because those were just like straight yeah. over my head and didn't bother my writing. But yeah, so I guess during writing, it was instrumental ones. But anytime, I really like the church ones. There's really pretty, mm. you know, Christ centered ones are so pretty. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I love the instrumental, especially if I'm doing something like, uh, you know, focusing or writing or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, my favorite is uh, Doug Hammer. Uh, he plays piano and he has uh, a couple of Christmas albums that are just very gentle, Ooh. cozy sounding Christmas music. And, and it's my cool. absolute favorite. Yeah. I'm writing that down. Yeah. Um, I think, he, yeah, Doug Hammer, his album is called Noel, one I really like, but he's got two Christmas ones. And he pops up a lot on the instrumental channels on like on Pandora. So oh, so maybe I've already heard him. Yeah, you've probably know. heard. I'd be surprised if you hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> like usually on Pandora, you know, I I don't ever pay attention, but there was a couple songs that just kept coming up that I thought, oh, that sounds really that's beautiful. What is that? And uh, and then I found out you know, Doug Hammer. Okay, and then <laughs> kind of follow his music more. Cool. Yeah, it's it's probably my one of my top favorite albums and that's one I won't listen to until it gets to de- December, you know, cause that's like a uh, special Christmas one. So yeah. that's how I can keep things a little more fresh. <laughs> yeah. You got to keep it special. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's also talk about some of the recipes in your book or, uh, or do you have any good recommendations for recipes for uh, like for special uh, Christmas treats? Uh, maybe there's some in your book uh, that uh, you could, you could share with us. Oh, sure. My favorite ones are just family ones. So I got those out too. Mm-hmm. If anyone was interested in those. But yeah, my favorite one in the book, there's a chocolate peanut butter cheesecake. It mm. is rich. So, you know, tiny slice. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you're like. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound like it's not good. It's really good. <laughs> No, no, yeah, uh, it sounds really rich, though. <laughs> yeah, and I first made it for a gluten-free friend, mm. and then it was so good that I kept making it. So it's a peanut butter crust, and then uh, a filling that's based on loosely based on the America's Pets Kitchen New York cheesecake filling, mm-hmm. and then ganache over the top, chocolate mm-hmm. ganache over the top. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that, that sounds that sounds lovely. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my favorite one in the book. But uh-huh. my favorite one just like at family celebrations and stuff is my grandma's cranberry relish. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's heavily pineapple-y. So mm-hmm. even people that don't really like cranberries really like it. So I always try to get my family to make it for Christmas again. But they're like, we just had it for Thanksgiving. We don't want it for Christmas. <laughs> so I guess I'm the only one that likes it that much. <laughs> okay, I found the cheesecake one. It's on page 141, if you're in the paperback. 
It's mm. classic cheesecake with peanut butter crust and chocolate ganache. I guess that's a long title. But the crust is gluten-free, so it's peanut butter, sugar, vanilla, and egg. And mm. that's it. I, well, I love cheesecake, I, and I love chocolate, and I love peanut butter. I don't always love the chocolate and peanut butter mixed <laughs> together, though. But Oh, okay. That really sounds good. That that sounds really good. <laughs> I guess they're not quite right next to each other. So there, oh, okay. That, have that a bite might of this, be. have a bite of that. There we go. That might work. That might work. I, I might have to experiment. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I think it was last year I came across the recipe for chocolate turtle brownies. Mm. Yeah. And I've made those a few times and threw some walnuts in just for some crunch. And yeah. Oh, goodness. Those are those are good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> put on a few pounds after that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i've been craving gingerbread lately so i might have to make some gingerbread cookies oh nice uh no what what kind of uh what kind of cookies do you like oh yeah uh my sister makes these great pumpkin chocolate chip ones mm. so i also got out the recipe for those i think she got them from somewhere i don't think she made it up oh mm. she got it from her friend you know how recipes always like who got it from this person? Who got it from this person? Who got it from this person? Anyway, so. Yeah, and they travel. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know where it started, but it's really good. Pumpkin, pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. My, my wife makes some of those uh, and I've made them a few times. Uh, that, that's that's a big favorite in our house too. Yeah. I, you know, I, I kind of like just the plain chocolate chip cookies. You know, I'm, I'm, mm. I can be simple, but when I got, when I got married, my wife brought in a whole bunch of family recipes and a lot of them were cookies because they used to do a lot of baking at Christmas time. So I got to try cool. all kinds of new cookies that I'd never even experienced before. And cool. this this was this was heavenly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I forgot. My actual favorite is the first recipe in the first book. Is this one? Oh mm -hmm. it's a chocolate oatmeal snickerdoodle. Mm. Once I finally nailed that recipe, I came out of the kitchen. I was like, good news, everyone. The perfect <laughs> cookie has been discovered in our lifetimes. <laughs> did, did they uh, share your excitement or did they have to no. do some testing? Oh, okay. No, they were just like, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. I guess they're quiet. used to be saying weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hard being the, the weird one in the family. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wears off, I guess. They're yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love, I love um, like uh, chocolate chips and oatmeal cookies. Mm -hmm. I mean, better than raisins. So that, oh, that's, yeah. yeah, that, that sounds good too. Uh, yeah. Now I, I, I might have to do some, now I, I definitely have to do some uh, cookie baking here. <laughs> good. Well, yeah, it started as a chocolate chip oatmeal cookie. And then mm -hmm. I was like, I want more chocolate in this. So I made the batter chocolate and then it was like to, Get it just the right fudginess, it almost wouldn't maintain the properties of a solid. So mm. I added a sugar coating on the outside. And I really like cinnamon and chocolate. So I did a cinnamon sugar roll in it so that mm -hmm. that way it gets a crust on the outside, but it's still fudgy in the middle. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I am going to go. Uh, I, I got to go now and, <laughs> and go make some cookies. Yeah, I'll report back. <laughs> yes. I'll, uh, I'll report back how those taste. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> no, no, those sound really good. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, one of the things I enjoy about Christmas time, you know, is the food. 
mm-hmm. and you got to be careful because otherwise I'll just eat my way through the holidays. <laughs> but yeah, there's been uh, many a New Year's resolution made about losing weight or exercising more. So yeah, <laughs> it comes at a good time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, uh, I, I know uh, we enjoy reading stories at Christmas time. And uh, I was wondering also if you, if you had any uh, favorite stories, uh, obviously recommending your own, but um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, besides, besides the obvious, I guess, uh, what, what holiday stories would you recommend uh, for us to, to maybe pick up this, this Christmas season? Oh yeah. I love, uh, I love the Joseph Kilpack stories. Um, she has a Christmas one called the candy cane caper and that one's really cute, but also a really good mystery. And then mm-hmm. any of the Joanne Fluke ones, there's like a Christmas, Christmas cake. Oh, yeah. I just read the first one in the series not too long ago. It's like chocolate chip cookie murder or something. Oh yeah. 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 I think that one's the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And Christmas cake murder or Christmas sweets. I guess I like them all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> the like... culinary cozies. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like trying to pick your favorite kid, you know, <laughs> I always say it depends on the day, which one's my favorite. So uh, yeah. it's the same, same with books. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, but the other one was called the, the candy cane caper. Yeah. You said, okay. I think that one's a short story, but it was really mm. good. Oh yeah. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, novel story, short stories, whatever. Uh, sometimes we're so busy at Christmas time. All we can handle is a short story. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's some that will combine like three different novellas from three different mystery series mm-hmm. kind of around the same theme. And and I like those because at, especially at Christmas time, when you're real busy, you can just pick up. This is only a hundred page commitment. I can do this one. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's great. Ranking some of the uh, uh, holidays of the year is, is Christmas your number one favorite or oh, yeah. Is it near? yeah, cool. Way up at the top. Excellent. Well, you're very welcome here to our community then. So <laughs> good. <laughs> There isn't even a close second. There, oh, wonderful! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine who does a podcast too. He he calls uh, Halloween is just the speed bump on the road to Christmas. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's the way you mark when when to start. <laughs> yep, yep. So the day after Halloween, it's time for the Christmas music. Yeah, and <laughs> that's right. And then I, I always say, people ask, "What about Thanksgiving?" And then I'll say, "Well, I'm thankful for Christmas." And <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and part of how I, you know, celebrate Thanksgiving is by, you know, having Christmas decorations out and Christmas right. music. And it's kind of just a, I mean, it's a necessary time to stop and be thankful. And I'm, and I'm great. I truly am grateful for that holiday there, but uh, so I certainly don't forget about it. It's just part, it's just kind of incorporated into how I celebrate Christmas now. And, yeah. It's almost yeah. the Christmas warm up. It's like right. you're just opening the choke and getting ready. Right. Yeah. Getting the engine revved up and yeah. getting some uh, practice in on eating, right. eating food and That's <laughs> yeah. right. get ready for the big day. Yeah, that's right. And then it gives you the time off to decorate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I have a little space that's my own or, you know, a little office or something. I can I can decorate <gasps> however I want. So yeah, <laughs> on my one of my bookshelves, uh, I have a couple little Christmas statues that have been there, you know, all year, just kind of tucked away in there. So I, I kind of like cool. that. Uh, once all the decorations come down, there's still a little item here or there. Uh, almost like once in a while, I'll see it. And like, oh yeah. Christmas. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that works out. Cause you already have a, you have a Christmas podcast all year. Right. So it's, 
Right. Yeah. So I kind of have to do something to keep the the feeling going. So. Yeah. And you can't totally put away your decorations. You got to use those. More than just once a month or one yeah. month out of the year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Christmas being one of our, our favorites, uh, I also like to ask people about their favorite uh, Christmas traditions or memories. So that uh, so what, what do you have that's a tradition maybe you do with your family that you enjoy? Uh, and then um, if you had some kind of a, a Christmas memory from either when you were a kid or even as an adult uh, that that is real precious to you. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, well, first I'll say the traditions. I like cooking. <laughs> I like us all being in the kitchen cooking together. Mm-hmm. And and my mom makes, she's like an expert pie maker. She gets the dough so thin it's translucent when you hold it up, mm. but it's still really flaky. It's really mm. defies physics. Anyway, <laughs> so... so her making pies, but then we're not just going to banish her to the kitchen and make them all by herself. Right. So we all we all help make the pies and cooking for several days. I like that part. Mm-hmm. Other people are like, let's keep. So the rest of my family's like, let's keep it simple so we can relax. And I'm like, that is relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talk. If you want to help me, you can do the dishes or something. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You do clean up. That'll help me relax. Yeah. Here, peel this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My wife makes one called uh, uh, Linzer Schnitten and it has like peeled lemon uh, or like, not peeled lemon, uh, like grated lemon peel in it. Cool. Um, and it's really good, but she can't really do that so much anymore. Um, she has rheumatoid arthritis, so her knuckles really mm-hmm. sometimes will swell. And so that's usually my duty is to is to grate the the lemon peel. Great. <laughs> it's like, all right, this is my. It is now time for the annual lemon grating. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone stand back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's fun. Then when my my wife and my daughter get in the kitchen, um, they like to crank up the Christmas music and you know dance around and uh, just have a good time Perfect. in there. So yeah. Perfect. Yeah, it's it's so fun. You can you can make these great memories without. Mm-hmm. Even having to go anywhere, you know, and it's maybe something we've discovered, especially the last couple of years when sometimes we couldn't yeah. go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's know? true. And then because because the not going anywhere is more like the norm for my family, mm-hmm. I think the the Christmas I remember being the most special was going. So my dad was going to be, he traveled a lot for work. So he was going to be in Vermont the week before Christmas and the week after Christmas. So instead of him coming home for a week, we went there for a week. Mm. So we like got a little apartment. And so we went to Vermont for a week and people were like, why are you going to Vermont? And it was like, for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know yeah. anyone there? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it started snowing on Christmas Day. Oh. And, and we drove up into Canada on Christmas Day. And my parents tell this story like the police pulled them over in Canada. They were in a rental car from Vermont, but the plate said like Kansas or something. So they looked really suspicious. (laughs) And then the way the officer said it was like, where are you going this fine Christmas day? In the snow. (laughs) (laughs) Like the snow was the horrible part. Yes. The part that made this all really suspicious. (laughs) <laughs> and and then yeah. a budding mystery writer was born right yeah <laughs> yeah 
But yeah, yeah. that was super fun because as a California girl, we didn't get a lot of snow. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and now based in Texas, you probably don't get a lot down there yep. either. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Except for like two years ago. When was that? Year and a half. Mm. We had mm-hmm. that crazy snowstorm that made us lose power and everything. Mm-hmm. I remember. So yeah, I remember that. That it's was a little less fun now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Living in the Midwest, we'll, we'll get snow, but lately it seems like it's, it more happens in January and following and, oh. and it's by that time I'm ready for maybe spring to come around. So <laughs> it's like, can't we move this up to l- late November, December? And then yeah, <laughs> yeah I am just getting ready for, uh, I like to, you know, go hiking and walking around outside. Yeah. I don't want it to snow. <laughs> mm, too bad. But uh, something about snow, every time it snows, I, I, I just get that Christmas feeling every time. So It's so magical. It is. It really is. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a, a sucker for Hallmark movie moments, you know. But <laughs> it's like, oh, it's snowing. Something special is happening. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this all sounds like you have a, a real Christmas spirit and a lot of fun with your family. So. I, I'm going to sound corny here, but that's really, as, as I get older, that's just really becoming more and more precious uh, to me, you know, just making sure to have those times for, uh, uh, for your family. Definitely. Um, now is, uh, I guess going back to your book real quick as uh, we'll wrap some things up here, but is there going to be a, a book three in the series? Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm actually going out of order because, uh, so the first book was my, my first book ever. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started with what I know, which is mm-hmm. married life. I didn't have a real dramatic and, you know, intrigue-filled dating life. It was like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> my husband and I met, fell in love, got married. That was it. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get married? It. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing better. I love to do. you. No. You love me? Yeah. Let's do this. All right. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sign on the dotted line. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, so I started with Violet Married Life. And the the book I'm going back to is when they first met. So Mm -hmm. it's a Valentine's Day book, but I took too long to write it. So it's not going to come out till 2024. Mm. But uh, anyway, so that one's being edited. And then I'm also starting the rough draft of uh, like a Thanksgiving time one. Because Violet got married in December, I figured like a month before her wedding, she's getting cold feet. Would you recommend they read the book in chronological order or published order or would it I don't matter? know now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be judgmental of my writing, then I guess, <laughs> I guess read it oh. in publication order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you want to follow storyline, yeah, it'll be out of order. My dad was telling me that's how Jack Reacher books were. Mm-hmm. I guess the author skipped around and wrote earlier ones, wrote later ones. So he was like, so it's fine that you're doing that. Other people do it. And I was like, oh, good. Yeah, just do what works for you. That's that's what I say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't good enough of a writer to do a meet cute yet. Sure. Because I, don't know, I didn't really do meet cute. It's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, what what would you call that? I guess I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> meet casual or something. <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> I woke up one day and I was married. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> I met this guy. He was cool. I don't know. Yeah, we thought we'd hang out. <laughs> yeah, 
put up the Christmas tree. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome. And that's, you said that's coming out in 2024. Yeah. So we, we still have about a year. And so the one I just started writing might actually come out before that. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, and I just decided I'm going to self publish one, maybe spring or early summer. Mm. I guess I don't have my calendar worked out that great yet. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Oh, okay. I can advertise. So uh, a Halloween anthology just came out that mm-hmm. I was a part of. It's called A Haunting of Revenge. I'm the first story in it. Oh, right. <laughs> now, is, is that set in uh, Violet's series or is it just yeah. a... Okay. Yeah. So it's Violet and Laurel go to a Halloween party. Oh, okay. So that's the one uh, you were yeah. you mentioned earlier. Yeah. And that one just came out. And then uh, for New Year's, there's another Violet short story that's coming out in another anthology. That one's going to be called Riddles, Resolutions, and Revenge. I guess do you like short stories versus novels? or I like both. Yeah. I, I started out with novels just because it was like, I don't know, I'll write this story and see how long it comes out. Oh, 70,000 words. Great. <laughs> yeah. So I had to I had to more do more learning to do a short story, but... It's working out and they're mm-hmm. fun. Oh, because I also put out an anthology with friends. So this one, mm-hmm. we're saying it, it's campfire stories. So it's it was kind of Halloween-y, but it's more just like any time. Because campfire time is now in Texas. It's too mm-hmm. hot during the summer. No one has a campfire during summer. Right. Anyway, so, so whenever it is that you have campfires where you are, and uh, there's that old there's that old holiday tradition to tell ghost stories around the fire. Mm-hmm. I've never done that, but it would be good for that too. Yeah. So yeah. It's called beyond the woods, a supernatural anthology. All right. So yeah. If uh, folks want to feel like a Victorian uh, sharing ghost <laughs> yeah. stories around the, their, their hearth, that would be a book exactly. to read then. Yeah. Yeah. And they're spooky, but they're clean. So they're yeah. not like super gory. Yeah. Anyway, they're kind of cozy too. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, I'll I'll uh, make sure those are all listed in our show notes as potential uh, uh, shop shopping opportunities for folks. So, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Tell us uh, about uh, where we can find you online and order your books. My website is jessicathompsonauthor.com or all my books are on Amazon. I like Instagram. I make some Instagram content at Jessica T H Author Two or Numeric Two at the end. Because my first account crumbled. I don't know. Uh-oh. I don't know what happened to that. Anyway, so I had to start over like a month ago. So Jessica TH Author 2. Um, so that'll have links to everywhere. And my website has links to everywhere. So again, that's jessicathompsonauthor.com. Okay. And then, yeah, all my books are on Amazon and there's ebook or paperback. Depending on when this comes out and how the mail carrier system's doing, yeah. uh, you know, the ebooks are definite definite route. Yeah. One of my kids one time asked me, you know, we we were trying to get um, gift ideas from them, and and finally, he, you know, he, he doesn't really know, but he said, "Well, there's a couple of ebooks I want, but I'm not sure how you could give that as a gift." And <laughs> I said, "Oh, I can do that." <laughs> Yeah. Santa has his ways. Yeah. Give me those ebook recommendations. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'll do like a, you can package up the gift card or sometimes I make a pop-up card mm-hmm. to signify whatever it is that 
can't be wrapped under the tree. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've done that. And no, one of them, I bought a, a book, an ebook for them, and then had it delivered on Christmas morning to their Kindle. You know, perfect. <laughs> like, oh, that's so perfect. Yeah. Okay, for this present, go check your Kindle. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, I, can't, I can't find it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's well, a whole other coming. problem. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's on you now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. And I, I've enjoyed your writing and can't wait to read more. So uh, th- thanks for uh, taking the time to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Well, you take care. You too. Bye. Thank you, Jessica. And her series is a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to to seeing the development of the characters and I like that some of her upcoming stories are going to be centered around holidays I will be back on Thanksgiving Day with uh, a story I truly hope that you are able to get some time off of work to spend with your family to uh, put up the Christmas decorations to do some shopping if that's your thing and just have a fun and safe weekend ahead so remember if you have a question for our uh, question and answer segment for our 100th episode please get those in to me as soon as you can at cozy christmas podcast at gmail.com or you can message me on any of the social media accounts that i belong to go ahead and reach out to me there with your questions or stories or comments i'd love to read those as a part of our 100th um, episode Uh, with that thank you so much for listening Uh, Just a reminder, if you would like to help support the show, you can find some uh, links in the show notes. This will be my third Christmas podcasting. And truly, at this point, I feel like I could do this for the rest of my life. Uh, It has been so fun meeting you all online and getting to know you. I've got people who I would call a friend that I've never met before. And I hope that you consider yourself one of them. Until next time. Remember to be kind to each other and do good. And remember to honor Christmas in your heart and try to keep it all the year. Have a very Merry Christmas.